Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of uh, Cloud Wars as we are exploring what is going on in the financial services area, especially now with some big innovations from the IBM Cloud for Financial Services. We're delighted to have with us today Evo Kerner, who is the General Manager and Chief Revenue Officer for IBM Cloud. Evo, welcome. Great to see you. Bob, thank you for having me. Evo, such a remarkable, exciting, fast-changing times here overall in the world of uh, the business world with the you know new entrance from what cloud can do, uh, different uh, anticipation about where I where AI can head things. But uh, I just wanted to check with you because you speak with financial services companies from all over the world on a regular basis. What are the big trends going on right now, Evo, that as IBM Cloud sees those? Uh, Bob, I think, let's uh, say, first of all, it's always a super good question. Eh? I think there is uh, the fundamental trend in the financial services industry didn't significantly change over the last, uh, I would say, couple of quarters here, yeah, but the environment changed. Yeah? So the main trends are, are definitely still how do you drive more digitalization into your banking processes? Let's say, how do you either compete or embrace the fintechs, uh, which bring up completely different digital business and business approaches into the mix. Yeah? And I think it's not always just fighting, but embracing um, those fintechs and fintech solutions. I think this, this digital transformation is still at the core of the change that's happening in the financial services institution, I think. What what made it even more complicated, yeah, I think in the past, we always had a discussion between the compliance and regulatory requirements that you still need to adhere yeah, you get the uh, feedback from banks and uh, IT uh, leaders in, in the banking environment that they spend 60 to 70% of their budgets just to maintain compliance. And that leaves only 30% for innovation, which is difficult. But I think right now, when um, in many of the economies around the world, yeah, we also talk about recession, mm -hmm. even that budget is getting smaller. And the, the part that you can use for innovation is really small yeah so i think the pressure is even higher and the transformation need is as big as it was in the in the last couple of quarters yeah and even on the outside it isn't like uh you know whether it's uh, the customers whether they're consumers or business customers are willing to sit back and say hey these financial services companies have a lot on their plate i'll just wait until they get <laughs> so there's pressure from all different directions right Absolutely, and and I think you're you're spot on. Yeah, let's say uh, the market and the market opportunity, and your clients are not waiting. They are not willing. Yeah, they will jump ship, uh, especially in the digital world, by far faster than they could in the past. And the minute they see a benefit in digital solutions, and we see a lot happening in the payment industry. Yeah, if it's uh, mm -hmm. even if it's just on the consumers, but so but a lot of it is already swapping back into the B two B payment side. So no one is willing to wait. Yeah, because whatever you are used to consume as a let's say consumer you also want to see on the business side yeah so that pressure is increasing and if you don't let's say if you're not innovative enough you definitely will lose part of your client base yeah and yeah. again yeah, coming back to what we said yeah, recession the banks are trying to keep as much cash as they want they are not innovating it it really puts a lot of pressure on the business models well, Eva, I want to uh, get your thoughts on, you know, what you had described there about the fintechs being, uh, you know, early on seen as competitors or rivals and now 
moving into the an area of partnership along with you know other partners for IBM. But first, could you just talk a little bit about going back to that point you made? If a bank has to spend or a financial services in, company has to spend 60 or 70% of its total IT budget on those areas around compliance, leaving so little for innovation, how do they get out of that? And um, that's basically the area, Bob, that, that, that we are addressing with uh, IBM Cloud for Financial Services. Yeah, that that's let's say a a solution that we first of all we co-created and co-built with the industry. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, we established uh, two years ago um, a Financial Services Council where we basically invited uh, chief risk officers, CISOs from banks, financial services institutions to give us their feedback. Yeah, what are the requirements that you need that stopping you, let's say, to use or take the benefits from cloud into your organization yeah free up innovation capacity so we really wanted to understand what what is stopping them what is causing delays and that's where uh where we developed let's say ibm cloud for financial services with a compliance framework that allows faster deployment and being let's say compliant and have a monitoring with the regulators to show that you are compliant in your workloads yeah and if you just take the workloads, that, that's not making the trick, yeah? But we extended this into the ecosystem world, meaning ISVs and fintechs, yeah? The minute as a, you as a fintech or ISV are basically using the same framework, it reduces the time to market for you as an ISV and for the banks, yeah? And that is basically reducing the 60% yeah, to what we think the minute you, you use a compliance framework to 30, 40% and freeze up innovation budget and innovation capacity. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, it just sounds like one of those things that Evo, you look at it and right in a, in a, in a vacuum or theoretically, as you look at it, you say, well, this just doesn't make sense, but the realities on the ground, this is how business has been done for decades. So it's gotta be such an interesting time as you get in there, reset, those relationships you have with fintechs, deeper relationships with your partners, and suddenly everybody's sort of pushing in the same direction rather than, you know, against each other. So how is this unfolding your new relationship with partners, both fintechs and other sorts of ISVs? You basically take that in numbers. Yeah, by now, if you take the the council members, we have eighty one banks with one hundred thirty five participants. On a global scale, yeah, and we now have uh, councils established, a global council, an US-based council, a European council. We are just starting a council in APEC in Japan. So around, around the globe, and the, let's say you see the high interest and the need for this still co-creation approach. Yeah? <clears throat> At the end of the day, I think um, maybe there is potentially a thousand yeah Let, let's take uh -huh. a thousand potential rules globally that you need to adhere yeah i think we right now we already cover 80 80 percent of it so but the feedback that we're getting is basically a, an instant feedback from discussions they have with their regulators mm -hmm. and i don't want to let's say make the topic even bigger but Banking is also ruled by all the sovereign cloud discussions. Yeah. So sovereignty is another dimension that is immediately feeding into this. And that is a way for us to, to very fast, let's say, get this input from the industry and move it back into our engineering and development process and basically get it into the product. So that, that is, let's say, an, an ecosystem and an environment that is really constantly growing. 
And on the other side, as I just mentioned, you know, we, we now work with over 50 ISVs to get their solutions certified. Yeah, what, what we call FS enabled, which means at the end of the day, they are certified against the con uh, uh, control framework. The number is constantly growing. Uh, we are getting to 10 uh, certified uh, ISVs as of today. And the minute you have that, I don't want to say it's a stamp, yeah, but the minute you adhere to the compliance, we basically give an instant, constant uh, real-time monitoring to the banks and um, reducing their time to implement a solution to six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, which is significantly faster to what they had in the past year. So you see the, the ecosystem is, is growing on both sides, on the banking side, and of course, on the, on the solution side with the ISVs. And in that ISVs pool, we also have fintechs. Yeah? So we have Marco Polo is, Marco Polo Networks is a fintech in the trade finance space that is certified and uh, that is really using uh, our technology already. So, Ivo, I want to come back because you mentioned a couple of numbers there. Uh, you know, you said implementation in weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks for a business where, you know, I guess customers have been accustomed to hearing what, do you mean six or eight quarters, uh, 12 couldn't, that's a remarkable benefit then, right, for the banks. They can, as they undertake the sort of risk that you've described earlier, you know, there's economic pressures and other things. They say, well, wait a minute, this is something we'll find out in, you know, a number of weeks, whether we can do this, and it meets the needs of their outside customers. To, I want it now. That's got to be a, a big mindset change in your business. It, it, it Let's say it is mindset mindset change and it's a it's honestly it's a different approach yeah, because i think with that you you somehow can first of all you can optimize the way you onboard and manage third-party risk because that is the term that basically you use in the banking you may, you need to manage your third-party risk so it's reducing your time it gives you a better let's say risk uh, posture in your compliance and risk analysis so it's, it's a completely different set. And the minute we are talking about this and we are showing it, um, you, you see how, I don't want to say it, the mind is shifting completely in the, let's say in the, in the banking and line of business discussions we have with the banks because they fully understand it significantly reduces their time to market with new offerings and new solutions. And that is uh, resonating fantastic today. And Evo, it's not a situation where IBM Cloud is coming into this and saying, well, hey, look, we'll do our part, but then you, the customer, you've got to be the one to go out and be the general contractor, and you've got to go pull all these other people together. You're sort of bringing a unified front to your customers, right? Absolutely. We, let's say we bring that 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 unified approach, yeah, which means um, we, we take on the work to work with the ISV and FinTech, to help them to be onboarded on the IBM cloud. Yeah? yeah, We also support them in getting, let's say through the controls framework and have the controls mapping. So we take that work on with us. Yeah, There is still a remaining part that needs to be done in the bank in the financial service institution, which is they need to go through their risk and regulator internal compliance process. Yeah. Yeah? That's something we can take away. But that is basically, a a by far faster approach than if you today assume yeah you need to 
talk to the ISV first. You need to bring them on your platform. You need to do the technical labeling. You need to build your audit and compliance structure around it. And then you need to go through the risk process. Yeah. Um, so we basically take what I said, yeah, at least two thirds of, of, of the time we take uh, on us and the ISVs. And from an ISV perspective, it, it's the same thinking yeah? because as an ISV today, you know exactly if you sign a contract with a bank, you still need maybe a year before your solution is really implemented in production. And we can shorten that to the same time that, that we just discussed. Yeah, So there's, there's a big benefit for everyone. And uh, um, what we're also starting to work on is uh, with uh, a product that... Uh, I'm sure you heard about already is IBM Satellite, which we define as a kind of distributed cloud. We basically populate the controls framework also to other clouds because IBM's strategy is where we think truly as a hybrid cloud, multi-cloud platform. So we don't um, we don't expect that every workload is going to run on IBM Cloud. Yeah, we understand that there is going to be workloads on different clouds. There's still going to be workloads on premise, but with satellite and the uh, control framework, we basically inherit part of the controls to the other platforms yeah. if they support the underlying technical KPIs and APIs. So um, it, it's basically helping you to, to manage your risk, not on IBM Cloud for financial services, but across different platforms that you may, may use. Yeah. Ivo, I had two other things I wanted to ask you about. Uh, one is, and you've done a very good job in articulating this, but <clears throat> I think one of the real benefits of modern cloud technology, particularly in the area of financial services, is in the minds of the customer, it shifts the, their whole notion of what was possible, what's impossible, right? I mean, some of the numbers you've talked about, the way you can compress or transform the allocation of their budgets more toward innovation and growth less toward compliance, six, eight, 12 weeks instead of, you know, eight or 12 quarters. So um, in the minds of the customers now, are they seeing what IBM Cloud can do is not just like old technology out, new technology in, but opening up a whole new set of opportunities for what they can do? It 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 definitely is that, uh, that way, Bob. Yeah. So because again, for me, this is tying back to you're opening up innovation, not just budget, but you open up innovation capacity. Yeah. yeah. Because at the end of the day, yes, we're talking about budget, but you also need to, let's say, um, allocate skills. You need to yeah. allocate resources. And that is basically opening up your whole possibility in a client, in a bank, to use that capacity for, let's say, either defining new business models, working with different partners, building, let's say, maybe a completely new client base, new offerings. So it, it the the beauty of it is really opening your possibilities to spend more time and more capital for innovation. That that is, I think, that the fundamental thing that that we're going to change and. Just to add to this one, yeah, um, we, we also start, our thinking always starts from a workload perspective. Yeah, so we don't, we don't want to start a technical API service related discussion. Yeah, so we really start thinking from a client perspective. Yeah, that's why regulation compliance is one important thing. But fundamentally for a bank and for every, let's say, enterprise 
client, you think in workloads. Yeah, you think, okay, I have a workload, which is either an ISV application, which is um, a bespoke application, which is application in, in my core banking system. And the question that you need to, uh, to ask yourself is where do I place that workload Yeah, mm -hmm. in a hybrid cloud world, hybrid multi-cloud world? And especially in banks, uh, that's going to be super critical yeah? um, because there is more and more reports and regulators are looking more to understand the concentration risk that you have as a bank because you're critical infrastructure. And concentration risk, again, all immediately translate into you need to have either different providers, a mix between on-prem, private cloud, and hyperscaler cloud. So you, your, your landscape is getting more complex and you need to start thinking from where do I place my workloads? Yeah. And that again, if you look at that, in, I think in the modern world, this workload has five characteristics. Yeah? You need to be resilient. So resiliency is one of the characteristics. Um, security is one. Mm -hmm. Compliance is, a, is the third one. So what compliance posture do you need? Performance, nothing new in the IT industry, but I think it's critical to understand where you put your, your workload. And the last one is total cost of ownership. Mm -hmm. And that, that's basically, that's a framework where you position your workload in. And this is the way we are thinking in IBM Cloud. And that's also the main objective of IBM Cloud for Financial Services, where we said our target is mission-critical enterprise workloads that currently can't move to any other general-purpose cloud because there's a higher risk, a higher resiliency, and a higher compliance expectation. That's why we built the controls framework. And uh, this is <clears throat> this is now basically a let's say complete view. Yeah. So yeah. from from a banking perspective, starting from workload, you can put it on IBM Cloud for Financial Services. You get benefits of the controls framework, innovation budget, and then you still can start looking on different workloads. And it doesn't mean they need to land on IBM Cloud. They can land somewhere else, and we still will ensure that uh, it works coherently with uh, satellite and the compliance framework. Great, great. Eva, last question I wanted to ask you about, I think it uh, touches on so many of the things you mentioned today, but uh, IBM has been dealing with, you know, the world's leading financial institutions for decades, but, you know, maybe a hundred years. Uh, how are these new capabilities that IBM Cloud is bringing forward, how does that change the view that your customers have and your partners have about IBM here in 2023? Um, to be honest, I, I'm, what I'm really proud of about the team and what IBM did with, with the IBM Cloud is, I think we came late to the discussion and late to the party. Yeah. Um, but as you said, yeah, in the financial services industry, we still are the backbone in, let's say, the core banking systems in many of the banks. <clears throat> but with what we built on, on cloud with the IBM Cloud for Financial Services, we gained back a position to be asked about our point of view, where is, let's say, a future cloud environment or how should a future cloud environment look like? And the discussions that we have now is a different one, yeah. It, but it's 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 basically now linking hundred percent in uh, in Arvin's strategy. Yeah. He positioned IBM as a hybrid cloud AI company. And if you just rethink what what we discussed, yeah, it, 
in reality, most of the banks run on the mainframe. Everyone is complaining it's too expensive. They try to offload work uh, workload offload workloads to different platform hyperscalers, but many of them basically struggle with the complication. I think with our understanding and what we now build in, uh, with the hybrid cloud approach and the underlying technologies, we really open up that you get the best of all worlds. Yeah, yes. But 100% sure a lot of the banking workload will remain on the mainframe. But you need to have, let's say, part of the workloads most likely in platforms like IBM Cloud for Financial Services, but you still need to manage different uh, providers. Yeah, no one, no one will run Office 365 on a different platform than Azure. Okay. So you will always have multi-clouds in your, in, in your IT shop. And uh, with what we are now building and, and built over the last two years, we basically built a coherent strategy and platform to get the best of, let's say, the traditional mainframe workload and the future. Well, perfect. Uh, Evo, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation. I just want to check, is there anything that you want to add before we wrap up? Well, thank you. No, <laughs> I think I spent all my 250 words. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was great. It's such a fast-changing world, Yvonne. So much going on. Thanks for giving us these insights. And folks, we have been uh, having a great chat here with Evo Kerner, who's the General Manager and Chief Revenue Officer for IBM Cloud. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Bob.